Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for carving the time out of your week to join us. We are really looking forward to our time together. Doug's checking my mic, so I'm just killing time. (laughs) Uh, No, I only know banjo jokes. It's a, it's like old times, right? For those of us who've been around for more than the past year. <laughs> Makes me think of Wednesday night. Well, it is Wednesday. But yeah, Maybe that that's was, why. That was the, the reference. There. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. It reminds her of the old times. That's wonderful. <laughs> reminds me of what it is. So. Are you ready? Just about. There's lots of buttons. Lots of buttons. Um, so yeah, tonight's going to be awesome. We've got uh, Putty Putman with us tonight. He's going to be leading us in some ministry time. Got uh, something to share. So, and uh, we thought we'd start with a few songs because that's what we like to do while we load up our in-ear monitor app. So uh, let's pray and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this opportunity to be here tonight and and worship you and Lord. Tonight, as we we focus in on Holy Spirit, would you help us, Lord, to just lower our guards and lower our defenses and just be more receptive of what you have for us, God? We want to encounter you, God. We want to experience you tonight, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, would you come now? Would you come, Holy Spirit? There we go. When darkness tries to roll over my bones, when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own, when brokenness and pain is all I know, no, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Shame no longer has a place. And I am not captive to the lies And I'm not afraid to leave my past behind No, I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love My fear Power that 
Thank you. 
out your praises to him this evening. He loves to hear you guys sing. Whatever you got in your heart, just let it out right now. Holy Spirit, come. so thankful for this time of worship in your presence and we're we're so excited to see what you have for us tonight lord so holy spirit now that you've come would you please stay Good evening. Welcome to the vineyard. Welcome to those of you joining us online as well. And uh, great to have you out on a Wednesday night. It's been a long time since we've been here on a Wednesday night. So welcome. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Um, let me tell you just a minute before I bring Putty up. We uh, Putty over there is. Uh, he, he started a thing called the School of Kingdom Ministry about 10 years ago. And uh, the Spirit of God just blew on it and took off and went all over the world. And we, we, uh, we sort of met Putty. He spoke at one of the conferences we were at. And things he had to say just really touched my heart. And so we, uh, uh, in 2019, the fall of 2019, we started here as a staff. And we went through the School of Kingdom Ministry as a staff. And... Uh, we were just so blessed by it, and obviously Putty wasn't here, but he had videos, right? And they went all over to all over the world, and we were a part of that. And it was really cool to be a part of that, and God just really touched us, and and uh, and uh, and so it was great. And then, and then COVID happened in March, and we were still in that School of Kingdom ministry, and it sort of changed our flow a little bit, and uh, because it kind of messed up everything that was happening, right? And and so we were we were finished, but. Um, I just felt like it would be really cool uh, if if Putty could come and sort of hang out with us a little bit. And so uh, one night, not that long ago, I actually had a dream, and and I don't normally dream about Putty, but I did. <laughs> and uh, and I and then I stayed awake after thinking about it and praying about it, and what it meant. And so I, I actually called the very next, well, two days later. That that was on the Saturday night. The dream. I called him on a, a Monday, I think, or I might have done it Sunday. I don't know. And said, hey. What do you think? Would you would you come and, and hang out with us? And so he graciously agreed, and we're very happy with that. And so Putty's here, and his wife Brittany's here, and uh, it's been great to spend some time with him. He's uh, besides leaving School of Kingdom Ministry the last ten years, he's been on staff at the Vineyard in uh, Urbana, Illinois, and uh, where he's been one of the pastors, and he's written a couple of amazing books um, that I highly recommend. I think I talked about that on Sunday, and so. Uh, that's enough. I don't want to take up any more of his time. So, Putty, why don't you come up? And uh, I'm going to turn it over to you. And uh... 
my friend. It's so good to be here. This is such a this is such a cool stage you got here. Yeah. I feel fancy just being up here. I kind of match a little bit, not quite. You do. You did good. Thank but you. But if it matches too much, then you just hide and you just become <laughs> you just a head on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that. Uh, Have oh, fun. That's so good. That's so good. Well, good evening, everybody. It's so good to be here with you guys. Um, I love Wednesday night church um, because the hungry people come on Wednesdays. And so that winds up being super fun. How limited am I here? Can I stand here? Does that work? Okay. I don't, I don't quite know the parameters here. And this is more high tech than I'm used to. So you can follow me. Of course you can. Of course you can. I should have assumed that. Um, so I'm, I'm thrilled to be here with you guys tonight. And tonight I want to take just a little bit of time and talk about and hopefully um, model some stuff with respect to the Holy Spirit. Um, now, just a little bit of background for you guys. Uh, you know, some, some of the, the staff here knows more of my story. I wish I had the time to give you the full, long, in-depth version. Um, but suffice it to say, I'm not a particularly likely person to be here. Um, I, my, my training is in physics. Actually, I have a Ph.D. in quantum physics. I was not headed towards the Holy Spirit. I was not headed towards any of this supernatural stuff. I was very closed. I was very not into this whole kind of stuff. I was, I loved Jesus, but I was personally just heading in a very, very different direction than the Holy Spirit and supernatural or anything like that. And what, what happened in a story that is too long to cut short is God snuck up on me, surprised me, and um, sort of um, sneak attacked me to the extent that um, I came to know the Holy Spirit in a way I never expected to. He went from sort of out there, fuzzy somewhere, to very concrete and very tangible. And what happened for me was as I began to kind of work that out in my life and figure out what that meant and where that led, um, the, the sort of quality of my faith changed. Um, I loved Jesus before. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad actually worked for like a Christian denominational office basically my whole life. Um, so like I was always super involved with church and stuff. And I knew Jesus and I loved Jesus and all of that. But what happened when I met the Holy Spirit is faith became an adventure. Faith moved from like a set of right and wrong that I'm supposed to believe into this incredible like day-by-day adventure with God. And that changed my life so much that now I'm very passionate (laughs) about passing along what the Lord gave me unexpectedly because I was like, I love Jesus. I love God. I thought I had it all. And it turns out that I, I didn't quite have everything there was because there's three of them. It's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and it's amazing to learn to kind of walk with all of them. And so tonight, I want to just try and talk real practically about a few things that are connected to what does it mean to know the Holy Spirit, to walk with the Spirit, to partner with the Spirit. Now, um, am am I wrong in assuming, Steve, that given it's Wednesday night, many of you are the sort of heavily involved in the Vineyard Church here type people? Is that that fair? 
more or less. If, 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 I, if I talk about the kingdom of God, do I need to explain that? Can I, can I kind of take kingdom of God yes. as roughly given here? They should all understand we the kingdom of God. We know the kingdom of, kingdom of, God. of yes. God, right? Is, so just real quick, Jesus' primary message, right? The gospel of the kingdom. He went about preaching, teaching it everywhere. And the kingdom is the what? Rule and reign, okay? So, so, so therefore, therefore, when Jesus is saying the kingdom of God is at hand, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, what he's saying is he's talking about actions. He's not talking about a place. He's not saying you get to move to God's island, um, you know, that God now has the last key past Key West, and you can go live there. That's not what he's saying. He's saying God's action, God's activity is imminent. God's about to do something. The way I like to say it is the kingdom of God is about God godding. When God's godding, the kingdom of God is happening. Okay? So, so Jesus talks about the kingdom of God and, and his gospel. His good news is the good news that the kingdom of God is at hand, that God is godding. And that, I think, is incredibly relevant and important good news, not only 2,000 years ago, but in our day. Because if I'm honest, if you're like me, I kind of tend to, without even realizing it, put God a thousand miles away out there, right? I, I, I envision God as kind of channel surfing his way through our lives, you know? He's up there in his heavenly lazy boy or whatever, and he's like, let's see what putty, you know, what trouble putty got into today, you know? And he looks at it, and he just kind of laughs at me. It'd be funny to see him get out of that one, you know? Let's see what Steve did, you know? Oh, again? I thought I talked with him about that, you know, or whatever it is. You know, I, I view God as kind of distant and uninvolved. And I view the idea that God would be personally involved in my story as kind of an exceptional thing. Like, every once in a while, God might do something. But that's the exact opposite of what Jesus says. Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand. Don't overthink it. At hand means, like, about mm, within two or three feet. As in, it's personal. Close enough to touch. It's in your bubble. God's godding is in your bubble. That's Jesus' kingdom proclamation. So how does that actually work? Because it's great to have that message. The challenging thing with the kingdom of God message is it demands fruit. Right? Because if I'm like, hey, guys, I've got really good news. God is going to start Godding right here, right now. And then nothing happens. You should just roll your eyes at me and go home. You should be like, that's ridiculous. Because if God was Godding, something would change. Something would be evident. Something would happen. And so how does that actually play out? Because Jesus seemed to have plenty of fruit. He would say God's Godding, and then he'd start getting sick people healed and driving demons out and resurrecting the dead. So he had proof that God was Godding. How does that work for us? Well, this is where that third character in the story, the Holy Spirit, becomes critically important. Because Jesus makes clear... That the Holy Spirit is, is the one who releases that God-godding in our present day. He says it this way in Matthew 12. I, I, wish, I won't take the time to turn there, but I'd suggest you would sometime. He says, if by the Spirit of God I drive out demons, then surely the kingdom of God 
has come among you. It's the only time, actually, that I'm aware of in the Bible where Jesus puts the kingdom in past tense. Usually he's like the kingdom is coming or the kingdom is in your midst. But it's the one time he says the kingdom did happen. And what does he do? He says, well, if by the Spirit of God I drive out demons, then you know the kingdom of God happened. He names the agent. He says it's the Spirit of God who did something that resulted in the kingdom of God happening, God's rule, God godding. And this is, if you go back and you read the scriptural story, it turns out this is what the Holy Spirit has been doing the whole way through. See, what the Holy Spirit does is he acts like an extension cord. He plugs into heaven and he plugs into earth. And he's the extension cord that connects the power of eternity, eternal life, as John puts it, or the kingdom of God, as the Synoptic Gospels puts it. He plugs that into our everyday. And so if we want to see the kingdom of God happen, if we want to see God Godding in our lives, the way that happens in our day is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, if you go back, you know, you can reread a bunch of the Old Testament stories. He was even doing it back then. How often did the Spirit of the Lord came upon Elisha and he outrun the chariot as he ran down the mountain? The Spirit of the Lord came upon the artists and they built the tabernacle. He's, he's been the one who is like the empowering presence for the inbreaking of God's activity. That's actually what he's always done. And so learning how to know him and how to cooperate with him is critical if we want to be kingdom people. And I want to be a kingdom people. I think you guys want to be kingdom people too. Or you would have something better to do on Wednesday nights. And so what I want to do today is I actually want to sort of outline a real simple mental model for how God's kingdom comes as we partner with the Holy Spirit. And then I want to do it so you see that what I'm talking about is actionable and something that we can do in our lives. So can we do that? Is that okay? Okay. So we're going to start, actually, by reading, like, the first three verses of the Bible. Because it turns out those first three verses kind of articulate something as it comes to the Holy Spirit. It's really helpful for us to track with. And drive is a thread that goes all the way through the Bible into our present day. And so let's, let's look at the first couple of verses of the Bible. Genesis 1, 1, 2, 3. And if you want to swipe there, you can swipe there. I didn't do a good job and like prepare slides beforehand. So you can just listen to me read or you can flip there yourself or swipe there yourself or whatever. Um, but you've probably heard them before if you're hanging out at church on Wednesday night. So, Here's how, they, here's how those, these verses read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. 
Now, if you've read the chapter, you know this is actually just the beginning of a whole lot of, and God said, and there was, and God said, and there was, and then a few of, and God saw, and said that it was good, or God called, or something like that. So there's, there's a lot that we're, we're, we're omitting if we stop here, but the, this, the context that this establishes is really important for us to understand. So let's, let's kind of take this kind of bit by bit. So in the beginning, God creates the heavens and the earth. It's actually like kind of omitted exactly how that happens. It's interesting. It's like somehow the heavens and the earth, just they're there. Okay. Somehow God did it. The rest of the, the chapter isn't describing how that happened. The rest of the chapter is actually describing something else. It says the earth was without form and void. What does that mean? That's like Bible terms, right? Without form and void sounds real <laughs> woo-woo or something like this. Um, here's, here's how I think of it, okay? Anybody in here had a teenager, have a teenager, or had a teenager? Okay, some of you, most of you. Okay, if you think of your teenager's bedroom, that's without form and void. Okay, what it, what it means, like more technically, is what it means is this is that there's no structure, there's no order to what's happening. So the clothes, they're not in the dresser, they're scattered all over the floor. The homework is not in the backpack, it's under the bed. Somehow there's a dish up there with like a half-eaten sandwich from five days ago, you know, or whatever it is. There's all kinds of stuff there, and there could be order, there could be structure, there could be things that belong in certain places, but none of that is what's happening. It's without form. It's chaotic. It's messy. Now, the reason that this is important here is what we are seeing in Genesis 1 is we're seeing God's natural creation. He's creating natural order and natural structure and natural life out of natural disorder and natural chaos. That's what's happening naturally in Genesis 1. But as we see in Genesis 3, what happens is the world becomes spiritually without form and void. And spiritually, darkness takes over. And what God has been doing since Genesis 3 is a spiritual version of what he did in Genesis 1. Bringing spiritual order to spiritual chaos. Bringing spiritual life to spiritual death. This is what the kingdom message is all about, God intersecting and setting things right. And so what we have here is actually a glimpse of God doing something in the natural that he wants to do now in every part of our lives. And so this is very, very, very important. And what we see is this, is that the natural disorder, the natural chaos, what's the first thing that gets described? The Spirit of God begins to hover over the waters. The Spirit of God begins to hover over the chaos. The Spirit of God begins to hover over the without form, the void, the darkness. The Spirit of God is hovering. And then it says, and then God said, let there be light. And I want to suggest that when God says, let there be light, you know, it's like we have creation over here, and the Holy Spirit is hovering over it. 
And when God says, let there be light, he doesn't like talk in a different direction. (laughs) He's speaking at the creation. And what happens is his words don't land in nothing. His words, I might say, intersect the environment of that hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. In other words, it's not just like, let there be light, and light pops out of his mouth. It's that he says, let there be light, and his word and his spirit come together. And when the word and the spirit come together, a new reality is catalyzed. Light comes out of nowhere. And God does it over and over and over again through the rest of the chapter. You know, let's separate this, let's divide that, let's fill this. He's doing all of it. But it's the same pattern every time. His spoken word collides with the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit who's beginning to hover over chaos and brokenness. And when the spoken word collides with the hovering presence of the Spirit, bang, God's rule is released. I want to suggest that this is a biblical pattern that you can actually see rolling through the Bible in the background of tons of very interesting stories. It's, in essence, maybe the collaboration of the Trinity. It's how Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dance together to get their kingdom work done. And it's something that if we understand and know how to cooperate with, we will see our kingdom effectiveness skyrocket. Because what happens is God drafts us into that same dance. See, here's how it works. A whole bunch of time later, eventually Jesus shows up in the story, right? There's been a whole lot that's happened in between. So we just kind of hopped over the Old Testament in one sentence. But Jesus shows up in the story, right? And Jesus, in terms of what we are talking about, how does Jesus fit with this idea of the Word and the Spirit? Well, Jesus is the Word made flesh. He is the Word. And a fascinating thing happens. The Word, God himself, shows up on earth, spends 30 years walking around, basically doesn't do a whole lot until he gets baptized by his cousin. And what happens when he gets baptized by his cousin? The Spirit of God comes down and lands on him. And it's actually fascinating. This isn't something we have a lot of time to go into. But the Gospel writers actually intentionally try to reach back and grab this passage with the baptism of John, or with, with Jesus' baptism. Like, think about it. Jesus is now standing in the waters, and the Spirit of God comes down and hovers over Jesus in the waters. And God said, this is my Son, in whom I'm well pleased. It's the same dance happening all over again. And what's happening? Now the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit and the Word are together again. And instantly Jesus has a miraculous ministry. He goes from zero to 100 miles an hour in one baptism. Why? Because it's the, the, the Word and the Spirit together again. And so all of these wonderful, beautiful things are happening. And to make many long, interesting theological conversations very short... We know that Jesus, he eventually dies, right? But he doesn't just die. That's good news. He also resurrects and he ascends. And when that happens, where does Jesus continue to interact with the human story? Holy Spirit, true. 
But there's another place, too. Where does Jesus live today? Not just in heaven, but also in us. In fact, the Bible makes it real clear. It says, the word dwells in your heart through faith. So this is an interesting thing. The same word that God spoke, let there be light, boom, and light is catalyzed, is the same word that incarnates in Jesus Christ as he lives throughout and walks 33 years on the earth, is the same word that is now buried in you. So if the word of God is going to be spoken on this earth, where does it come from? It comes from us. The word is in our hearts through faith. And when we speak with some faith attached, that word can come forward. So the Word has now moved inside of us. And the Spirit, what happens to the Holy Spirit? Well, in Acts 2, He gets poured out on all flesh. Right? Male and female. Old and young. Jew and Gentile. He gets poured out on all flesh. And what does that mean? It means this. He can now begin to hover anywhere at any time. Everything's a target. And what that means for you and for me is this. As we live our lives, there's going to be times when the Spirit of God begins to hover over the chaos and brokenness that we intersect in our lives as we go through our human story. Maybe it's the chaos and brokenness of someone else's physical body. And the Holy Spirit begins to hover to release healing. Maybe it's the chaos and brokenness in someone's mind. And the Holy Spirit comes to release freedom and breakthrough. Maybe it's the chaos and brokenness in someone's marriage. And the Holy Spirit comes to release forgiveness and reconciliation. Maybe it's the chaos and brokenness in someone's finances. Maybe it's the chaos and brokenness. You get the picture. It happens in a million different ways because the world is broken in a million different ways. But the point is that the Spirit of God comes to hover over chaos and brokenness even still. He's been doing it since Acts 2. And if we can learn to identify that, then we can see the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit and we can add our words spoken through faith. And when that happens, the Word and the Spirit come together. And you will see kingdom stuff happen. For a long time, anybody, so anybody like do like a lot of prayer ministry? I did a lot of prayer ministry for a long time. And I'll tell you what, it felt mostly like rolling dice. Honestly. You know, it's like, well, you're sick. I'll pray. Maybe something will happen. You know, and like, hey, like, if that's, if that's, like, I get it. Like, it's better to, to take the shot, you know. But the thing that always bothered me is this. I, it doesn't look to me like that's what Jesus was thinking. It didn't seem to me like Jesus was like, well, I don't know. You're demonized. We'll just give it a shot. We'll see if we get delivered. Maybe, yeah, maybe no. You know, like, he wasn't like that. <laughs> You know, so like to me, it was always like, what is going on? What am I missing? And, and the thing for me, one of the key things for me is I realized I wasn't doing this. What I was doing is I wasn't looking for the Holy Spirit. 
I was just running into people's problems. And when I ran into their problems, I'd just throw words at them. <laughs> Let's pray. Be healed. And every once in a while, yeah, they'd run into the Holy Spirit. And the person would get healed. And it'd be exciting. But I wasn't tracking with half of the thing. And because I wasn't tracking with it, the whole thing felt random and mysterious. But I want to suggest we can learn to grow in that. And if we do, it doesn't feel so random and mysterious. It actually feels like there's a rhyme and a reason to it. Let me, let me read one biblical story here real quick um, that I, I hope might be an interesting little illustration to kind of point out that this is really what the Bible's talking about. And then we'll spend some time doing it. Is that okay? Good-ish? Okay. So the main idea, the main idea is simply this. I have to remember which place in that. 14, not 16. Um, hovering presence of the Holy Spirit, words spoken through faith. See the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit, our words spoken through faith. That's the, the sort of kingdom catalyst quote-unquote, formula. I'm a physicist. It's not really a formula, but you can start there. It's a good place to get started, okay? Now, let me read a scripture to you that will literally show this happening almost exactly in action. This is Acts 14. And at this point, in the book of Acts, Paul is traveling about the ancient world, doing his thing, going to a new place, preaching the gospel, getting a few people saved, getting a bunch of people angry, getting kicked out, <laughs> going to the next town and doing the same thing. Okay, This is what he's doing. And in Acts 14, he comes to this place called Lystra for the first time. And he's there doing his normal thing. He gets a bunch of people together and he starts teaching the gospel. And here's the story that Luke records. It's a fascinating story if you think about the details. Now at Lystra... There was a man sitting who could not use his feet. This is starting in verse 8. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking. And Paul, looking intently at him and seeing that he had the faith to be made well. Pause. Stop. Okay. You probably know where this is going. We'll get there. But let's just think about what Luke just wrote briefly. Paul goes over and over and over in multiple places in the New Testament about how what he really wants to do is be the first person somewhere with the gospel. He writes, I think it's to the Romans or maybe it's the Corinthians. He's like, I'm not even going to waste my time going places other people want with the gospel. I'm only going to new places. So here's Paul at Lystra. He's speaking and his ministry is the apostle to the Gentiles. Nobody else has been here. So here's my question. Who is Paul speaking to? By definition, a group of unbelievers. So in the middle of his talk, Paul looks out and he sees a man who's been crippled his whole life and he sees that that man has the faith to be made well. Here's my question. What business does that unbeliever have having faith to be healed? He shouldn't have any faith. He's an unbeliever, <laughs> right? What on earth is happening here? Well, here's what I want to suggest is happening. 
Paul looks out and goes, that dude has the faith to be healed. And in his mind, here's the computation that Paul makes, which he doesn't say. He's not a believer, so he shouldn't have faith. That must be a gift of faith, which is a manifestation of the who? Holy Spirit. So Paul looks out and sees this guy is getting faith right now that he shouldn't have. And what does he see? The hovering presence of the Holy Spirit manifesting as a gift of faith. Paul, in the middle of his talk, is interrupted because he sees that's the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit hovering over that guy's chaos and brokenness. Seeing he had the faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. Seeing the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit adds words spoken in faith. Stand up on your feet. And he sprang up and began walking. Word and spirit, boom, collide. And this guy, born crippled, gets healed. And go back, read other stories. Read uh, Peter and John healing the the blind uh, beggar. Or sorry, the the beggar at the temple gate in Acts 3. It's the same kind of thing. there's, There's... Sentences in there that are there to make you realize that there is a perception of the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit and words spoken through faith. If we can learn to do this, we can actually see God's kingdom come. Last, last point, and then we'll do it. We doing okay here? Is this at least minimally helpful? I mean, like, I'm having fun. And so, like, I'm really happy about that. But I would prefer that that it would be fruitful for all of us. (laughs) Um, Okay, last point here. And then um, we'll do this thing. Okay. In Mark 4, Jesus tells a bunch of parables about the kingdom. And I want to highlight one of them because it – kind of describes the texture of God's kingdom coming, which is something that I think sometimes we can have misplaced expectations on that hold us back. So in uh, Mark 4, verse 30, this is a very short parable. It's like three verses. Here's what Jesus says. With what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable shall we use for it? Now, let me just pause before we read any further. The kingdom of God is what? The rule and reign of God. It's God Godding. Right? So here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, hmm, how can I tell you guys what it's like when God is Godding? Ah, I've got an idea. It's like a grain of a mustard seed, which when sown in the ground is the smallest of all the seeds in the earth. Yet when it's sown, it grows up. And it becomes larger than all the garden plants, and it puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Okay, this is a fascinating parable. Jesus is saying this, what is it like when God is godding? And he says, when God starts godding, sometimes it looks like a mustard seed being planted. Now, I don't know, do mustard seeds grow in this climate? Probably not. Have you guys ever seen mustard seeds? Do you know what they look like? It's kind of like a trick. Preachers love to bring in mustard seeds and like show them to people as, as kind of an illustration here. If you haven't seen them, they're very small. 
which is kind of <laughs> kind of the point of the parable. And th- there's a few different varieties, but like if you're in your mind, you imagine a poppy seed, you're not far off. It's pretty much a lot like a poppy seed. Sometimes they're a little bit lighter. Sometimes they're dark like a poppy seed. There's a couple of varieties. But a very, very small seed like that. So I want you to imagine this. Imagine that you've got a little poppy seed-sized seed in your hand. And you're going to plant it. So you dig out the dirt and you break it all up and you've got it all tilled and whatever. And you take that poppy seed and you drop it in the dirt. Now, I'm not exactly sure about the composition of Florida soil when there's no sand. I don't know exactly how it works. Here's what I'll tell you. If I did that in central Illinois, I would not even see where that thing landed. Once that thing was out of my hands, it would be gone. I wouldn't be able to know where it, where it landed. And, and, and that's the point of the parable. What Jesus is saying is he's saying, guys, very counterintuitively, when God starts Godding, it can seem like a non-event. This breaks my brain. Because in my mind, when God starts Godding, it's really big and dramatic. It's like crazy stuff happening. It's the story we just read there, where like the cripple like pops up even though he's never walked. You know, he's like 40 years old, he's never walked, and he jumps up and he starts leaping and dancing and praising God. And sometimes it can be big and dramatic like that. I'm certainly ever going to complain if it is. But Jesus actually says sometimes when God starts cutting, the beginning is so small that it's almost imperceptible. And that's not a bad thing. Because he says, if that thing has a chance to grow up, turn into a tree, it becomes much bigger than the seed. It becomes the biggest tree around, is what Jesus says. And it will bless all kinds of people. Birds will make nests in the shade and all of this. What's the point? Here's the point. If we want to learn to do Holy Spirit stuff, We don't have to get fixed on really big, flashy things. Let me me make it just a touch more concrete. I'm going to come down now, if that's okay. Um, So, I do a lot of training in Holy Spirit areas. Can I separate one of these? Is that okay? Yeah, there we go. I got it. I do a lot of training in all kinds of different prayer-type ministry stuff. Okay? So, let, let me give you an example of how this might play out for me. But this is only one example. It could play out in a lot of different sectors, but I have to choose a sector to make it concrete. So let me, let me imagine the scenario, which is the scenario that prevents many people from wanting to get trained to pray for healing, which is somehow, some way, someone is going to roll up to you in a wheelchair and say, I want you to pray for me. Okay. It turns out it's actually not nearly as bad as it seems, but it sounds terrible. So imagine, I don't know, somehow you wind up in this situation. You guys have had, you guys have had a, a service here, and you recently got trained to pray. You know, Steve talked you into it. You were like, I don't want to do it. And, um, but then Alice was like, you really should do it. This is what good Christians do. And so you went, and, and then <laughs> it's a Sunday morning, and somehow, you know, Doug, he just kind of has this rogue moment on the microphone, and he's like, I really think God wants to heal someone today. And one thing leads to another, and at the end of the service, you find yourself standing up here somehow and somebody rolls up to you in a wheelchair and says, 
Um, my back is broken in 18 places, but I want to I want to walk. Will you pray for me? Nightmare. Right. So imagine that. And you go, well, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to sneak out the back. But Steve sees you. So you're like, I got to at least give it a try. Right. So here's here's what I'm thinking in that moment. OK, so imagine this is the person I'm, I'm praying for. Right. He's got back broken in 18 places or whatever. Right. If I pray for the person, and as soon as I pray, I might say something like this. Come, Holy Spirit. Why would I say that? I'm asking for the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit to come. Right? So I can speak some words of faith. That would be a really good starting prayer. (laughs) So if I say, come, Holy Spirit, and the person, once I do that, the person starts going like this. I'm probably like, oh, this is the moment. Get up and walk, you know, or something like that. I'm thrilled. But if I say, come Holy Spirit, and the person goes like this, come Holy Spirit. The person goes, you know what I'm probably going to do between you and me? I'm going to pray for just long enough to satisfy him. And then I'm going to make my way to the coffee. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> And you know what's really a shame? I I just evaluated the extent that God wanted to God here based on how dramatic it looked, how quickly. And what Jesus says, sometimes it starts like a mustard seed. Sometimes it starts small. And that doesn't mean... That there's not more to come. The brilliant thing about a mustard seed, there's a whole tree in it if you don't give up. But if you look at it and you go, oh, that's a mustard seed, and, well, mustard seed's not going to get them healed, so I guess God must not be into that right now. So we'll do our due diligence so no one feels bad, and then I'll leave. It could have been that that guy's healing was right there. But I wrote it off because it didn't look big fast. There are some people that see things big fast. Right? Those people usually have big names and famous ministries. And bless them. Like, I love it. If if God is Godding through anyone, I'm not complaining. But the reality is for most of us, and myself included, I don't see a lot of big fast when I pray. I don't see, come Holy Spirit, and bang, the whole tree comes full planted. I don't. I see a seed. But what I've learned to do is to identify, oh, there's a little seed of the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit, and to realize the whole kingdom's in that seed. I've got everything I need. Someone walks up to me with stage 4 terminal cancer, and I say, pray for me, and I go, and I'm like, awesome. God's kingdom is here. They can so get healed based off of that small breath. It's going to be awesome. Right? Don't give up just because it doesn't look dramatic fast. That's not the point. The whole point of the physical stuff is just so you can perceive God anyway. And so don't sweat it if things don't start explosive. Stick with it. Keep watering the seed. How do you water the seed? Add some words spoken with faith. You'll see it grow up. Add some words spoken with faith. You'll see it grow up. Add some words. You'll see it grow up.
So with that, can we do it? Is that okay with you? All right. I wish we had time for Q&A, but I don't think... You can come find me afterwards if, you, if we have Q&A questions. So here's what we're going to do. All of this is not supposed to live in hypothetical land. All of this is I'm trying to give as practical, actionable things. So we're going to practice it and action it. And specifically, what I'm going to do here is I want to do a clinic where I teach you guys to see that hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that that idea can sound kind of mystical and out there. And maybe it is. I don't know. But what I do know is this, is when I use that phrase, what I am talking about is something concrete and literal. I am not talking about like, I see a blue angel floating behind you. If you see a blue angel floating behind someone, that's cool, right? I've never seen it. So, like, more power to you. You're ahead of me. Okay, that's fantastic, right? I'm not talking about visionary experiences. I'm not even actually talking about spiritual gifts. I'm talking about a set of physical phenomenon that I perceive with my natural eyes, and I have enough practice to access some memory so that I look at someone and I go, that's what it looks like often when the Holy Spirit hovers over someone. I'm talking about something physical, natural, measurable even. And if we will put in a little bit of practice, my suggestion is you guys can probably learn that too. Because while you've all been looking at me, I've been looking at you. And I see that most of you appear to have two working eyes looking back at me. So you have the natural eyes. What you might not have is natural memory. That's the point of this exercise. To give you guys natural memory so that you know what it looks like when the Holy Spirit begins to hover over someone. So here's how this is going to work. Um, first of all, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the rules here. Probably. I guess I don't know what the rules are in the keys, but, you know, I'm breaking the rules here. And I'm going to say this. Look, this is a family gathering. I would like everyone to be in the front five rows. So if you're back behind this row, I would like to ask you to come forward. I know you're not supposed to make those requests probably at church. But here's the thing. This is a natural, physical eyes thing. And if you're too far back, you ain't seeing nothing. And so we're going to turn this place into a little Holy Spirit laboratory. And here's the deal I'm going to make with you guys. This is going to be, this is, I love doing this. This is actually maybe my favorite thing to do in all of ministry, okay? So here's the deal, okay? We're going to do something that is really strange, but will be totally good, Okay? I'm going to minister in a little bit. I'll, I'll kick it off. And we're going to minister some people. And I'm going to try to identify and point out and clarify what I mean when I say the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to add some words spoken through faith. And we're going to see God's um, presence turn up and his kingdom begin to come on people. Okay? So we're going to do all the stuff we just talked about. I'm going to ask one thing of you and I'm going to commit one thing to you. Okay? So here's the, the thing I'll commit to you. 
in this process, I'm going to do my best to not move in spiritual gifts. If, I, if there's one there and I just kind of slip into it and I can't help myself, I'll try and tell you guys. But what I'm really trying to do here is use my natural eyes and my natural memory and nothing more. And that means you can do the same as long as you pay attention for the next, I don't know, half hour or whatever. That's my commitment to you guys. My request from you guys is this. Please do not help me unless I specifically ask for it. Okay? And I know how vineyard people are. As soon as I'm like, come Holy Spirit, there will be 25% of you who are going to be like, shabba da 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 ba 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 or something. You know, you're going to like try and get involved somehow. And like, that's awesome. Okay, like, I love it. But if you're like shundying or something, like, you're, you're not paying attention. And what, what you're, what's more valuable right now is the attention. Okay? So keep the shundying for the drive home if you need it. Um, but what I want is I just want you to pay attention so you can work to see what it is that I'm seeing. And that's the most valuable thing. If you can see what I'm seeing at the end of tonight, that will be the single most important ministry thing I could ever give you, I think. Really. And it will make a trip here from central Illinois well worth it. Although, let's be honest, it's not like you need anything other than to just be here that makes coming from central Illinois worth it. But let's propose we were somewhere not so beautiful. It would be worth it if we could just do this one thing, okay? So, can we make that deal? All right? I won't do spiritual gifts. You won't help. This is going to be real naturally supernatural, okay? Naturally supernatural. But we'll see God's kingdom come. There's going to be some really cool stuff that happens. It's going to be good. So... With that, is it actually possible to bring the lights up just 25% in here? I mean, the vibe is so good. It's crazy good. But it's a little hard to see. Yeah, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring up some kindling to get the fire started here. Um, This is going to be so fun. So, okay, we talked a little bit beforehand. I'm blanking on your name because I'm terrible with names, but... Guy, that's right. Guy, would you come on over here? Awesome. Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. You can tell me after this, bro. <laughs> it's good. Okay, just sit tight here. Um, is Gal, you're in the third row in black. You've got your arms crossed there. Yeah, would you mind coming up? Pam? Oh, that's a great name. My mom's name is Pam. Um. Gal in the white, you've got the sunglasses kind of hanging there. Yeah, you've been volunteered. Come on up. (laughs) Come on down. That's right. That's right. And then um, there's a a gentleman, you've got kind of like an olive with the palm trees. Yeah. Hey, friend. Come on up. Very good. Very good. And lastly, you here with the gray kind of duster or whatever that is. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and sweetie, would you come on up and, and kind of kind of get ready to help me here? There's a hidden newscaster microphone here. Look at that. Never seen that before. That's brilliant. Oh, we're we're not using that one? Doug's like, don't, don't do it. Okay. Okay. Well you guys sort it out. I'm not I'm not picky. Okay. So so here's what we're gonna do. I know so for you guys, why don't you take just like one or two steps forward here? And why don't we take just one or two steps, like, uh, apart? We've got just a little room. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, you stay right in the middle. 
here. You're, you're in the middle. Perfect. That's, that's excellent. Okay. I know it's a little weird to be prayed for in front of people. So uh, I'm sorry for that. But I will say no one has ever told me that they weren't really glad that I brought them up. And what's going to happen is we're going to pray for just a little bit, and you are just the kindling, like I said. So the attention is not going to be on you guys all that long because the Holy Spirit is going to start doing stuff all over the place. But we need to get started somewhere, and we start where he starts. And so I did cheat just a little bit there, and I selected people that it looked to me like God was highlighted. That's the end of my cheating. So here's what, here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to adopt the vineyard prayer posture. You may have seen it before. Usually it's hands out and eyes closed. And this actually matters because the way we position ourselves physically helps us prepare ourselves mentally. And, and the biggest thing that will actually block God's presence from touching us is our own closed-mindedness to it. We can, we, can, we can nullify a lot of God's activity and shut it off ourselves if we choose to. And so even just by positioning ourselves in an open way, it helps kind of open our hearts and our minds to what God is doing. And so why don't you guys just, yeah, uh, eyes closed and just keep them closed from here on out. Don't, don't, don't do anything. Hands open. And I'm going to pray. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. And then we're going to have a little clinic. And so, Holy Spirit, we just love you. I thank you that you so love to teach us this stuff. Like you are the teacher and the trainer, and you are passionate about partnering with us in this way. And I ask, Holy Spirit, would you come right here, right now, and would you begin to hover over, Lord, these men and women? And would you also come and open all of our eyes, God, those of us who are watching, so that we can see what it's like to see you touch someone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you so much. Amen. Oh, this is so good. Okay, I want everybody right now, look at those. Look at those people right there. I want you to take a mental snapshot because this is what a mustard seed looks like. Nobody went flying. Nothing crazy just happened, right? Like, this all looks very normal at this point, doesn't it? There, there were things that happened. They were subtle. They were mustard seed-sized. That mustard seed-sizedness of it is not a problem. I'm going to try and teach you how to see that mustard seed, okay? In my mind, I see the kingdom of God present. This is really good. Now, it's a matter of partnership, seeing God turn up and do various things. And so um, God, when he begins to engage with people and begins to touch people, he does different things in different ways. And one of the big things that we have to do, this is like one of the things when it comes to everything partnering with God, is we have to learn to set aside an image that I don't even know where we get from, but we have to set aside a fake image of what it would look like to experience God and learn to adopt the way that God actually does things. If any of you have ever learned to try and like hear God speak to you, you've probably had to do this. When we get started, at least if you're like me, you probably expect some booming voice from the back corner of the room, right? Hey, putty, this is God. You know, 
don't eat that sandwich shop today. You'll get sick. <laughs> you know, like, I expect it's going to be like that. But the reality is, is that when God speaks, it's not often like that. It can be. But what's more normative for most of us is that because God lives in us, he speaks from inside of us, not from outside of us. So we have to learn to pay attention to ourselves to learn to hear him. He paid a high price to get in. We're his home. It's not going to take a vacation so he can talk to us. He can speak from his home inside. So we have to discard a, a faulty picture and learn to embrace and work with a picture that feels counterintuitive at first, but is actually more biblical and accurate. Okay? In the same way, when God's presence steps into a room and begins to touch people, I don't know about you, but the picture I have in my mind involves like spotlights and angelic choruses somehow and skies parting. Like it involves things that are kind of glitzy and dramatic one way or another. When the reality is, is that when God starts Godding, it doesn't feel glitzy or dramatic. It feels gritty and raw and real. It's kind of the opposite of glitzy and dramatic, actually. And so I want to audaciously say this. That's what it looks like when God starts touching someone. Yes, there's no, there's no glowing lights. There's no angelic chorus. That's actually what it looks like. All right, sweetie, have you been watching? Do you have a few things you can point out? Would you please point out to us a yes. few, a few sure. elements? This is my amazing wife. For you, Hi, wow. everyone. Thanks. So I'm just going to start at that end and work my way down towards me. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. So the gal on the far end, one of the ways that I see Holy Spirit on her is um, tears. And actually, she had tears even in the seats earlier. So <laughs> it just continued. Um, next to her, what I immediately noticed um, about the woman with the white is that she started swaying. Uh, a really noticeable sway. And actually, her sway has gotten less since then, but the sway has actually passed down the line, and everybody else has started swaying as, as the time has gone on, and they've just been soaking in the spirit. So that's kind of fun. Um, the gentleman in the middle, he actually looks like he's having a conversation in his head with God. Like, there is, there we go. He says yes. He's <laughs> just like, but also his posture is like a, a reverence and like a weight that's there. Um, this woman here, every once in a while, you'll see her eyelids twitch. And a lot of times, that's like the simplest little thing that happens. It's this little twitch of the eyelids, and it's like nothing else. But there's this, this something that's happening. And oftentimes, that can be like move the Holy Spirit. Um, and then over here, the first thing I saw with him was just a, well, what Putty said earlier. And then just this really wonderful deep breathing that's like super peaceful, um, just kind of over, over him. And so that is what I noticed as I was just looking with my natural eyes and with my memory. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things there, a little different for each person. Most of them are pretty subtle. Unless you're looking for something concrete, you're probably going to miss it. And a lot of it actually has real clear biblical ties if you start diving into things. We don't have time to dive deeper. But like she mentioned, the, the, the gentleman on the end, with the breath, the word spirit in the Bible literally means breath. So if you say, come Holy Spirit, and someone goes, you should probably interpret that as a really good sign. <laughs> you asked for the breath of God to come, and the person took a really deep breath. I'm not sure how it could be more literal, right? 
So a lot of these things are subtle things that we're looking for, and they do have a lot of biblical ties. We don't have time to unpack all of them. Okay, so this is a mustard seed, as Brittany amazingly pointed out. How do you work with a mustard seed? You add some words spoken through faith. Now, when I look at this, this group here, I want to do what I see the Father doing. I always have to try and spot the Holy Spirit's move and follow Him. That's always the trick. Jesus puts it this way when he's talking to Nicodemus on the roof, John 3. He's like, hey, you don't see the wind, but you see the effects of the wind as it blows in the trees, here and there and whatever. And then he adds this. So it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. He actually applies that to us, not to the Holy Spirit. He says, you're supposed to be like that. You're supposed to see rustling leaves. Bang, you engage. The leaves are rustling over there. Bang, I engage over there. It's a matter of learning to spot that hovering presence, if that makes sense. So when I look at this line, I see the Lord really actually doing increasing things across the whole line here. But I see, I feel like kind of these three are a little bit higher, if that makes sense. Stay, stay engaged. Don't, don't, don't look at me. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> Boo. No, sorry for that. Okay. I, I see a deeper engagement on, on these three, and maybe most here. So we're going we're gonna to start here. I'm just going to come along, and I can only do what I see the Father doing. This is what Jesus says. Now, sometimes I don't know what he's doing precisely other than hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. And so if that's all I'm perceiving, that's okay. I'll give you the best possible prayer you could pray more Holy Spirit, right? It's like literally we're saying, I see you're hovering. I'm going to ask for more of your presence. And so that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to come along and say more Holy Spirit. Watch her, watch her. More Holy Spirit. Bless her, God. Come upon her. More, 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 more. See the intensity turning up on her? More. Yeah. Bless you, God. More God. See. Thank you, God. Thank you. I don't know if you, you guys saw it. There's more happening here. There's more there too. I didn't even pray there. But this is what happens is once the Holy Spirit starts moving, he's actually like kind of hops around the room. You kind of can't can't keep him down. And so we're just going to come over here as well. I'm going to say more Holy Spirit. More honor. Yeah, there it is. Turn up your presence, God. Turn up your presence. More, 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 more. More, 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 more. There he is. Yeah, there he is. Oh, this is so fun, guys. This is the best. This is the best. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> More Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, as I'm praying for her, I feel like I'm seeing more happening with the gal there in the black. If you guys look carefully, you can see her hands are actually kind of starting to tremble a little bit. I'm exaggerating if I make it this big. But I see a little bit of a tremble there. It's like something is kind of coming upon her. And I can see she's actually having to kind of fight to keep her balance a little better. <laughs> Right? So let's get more Holy Spirit from her. Yeah, more of your presence, God. 
more of your presence, more of your power, God. So that shaking is often connected to the power of God. More, 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 more. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, 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 more on God. More, Holy Spirit. You guys can't see this probably unless you're very close. You guys maybe can see this. His hands are super oily. There's all kinds of like, like if I was going to put my hand in his hand, like it would feel gross. <laughs> I feel gross about that idea right now because there's a lot going on there. Um, and in fact, it's actually kind of coming over a lot of him, actually. Um, there's, a, there's kind of an anointing that's happening there. So, Lord, we just say yes, more of your anointing upon him. There it is. Let it come. More. More, 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 God. More, more, more on him. Look at that. I believe there's actually an empowering for healing that's coming upon him. That's actually what's happening here. So, Lord, I just say more. More of that. (laughs) This is so good. This is so good. Okay, now, Georgina, I want you to stand up. Don't move. Just stand up where you're at. So, uh, look at her. My guess is, is it doesn't take much of the presence of the Holy Spirit in the room to begin to kind of like make her go a little bit. But I look out and I see that she is barely suppressing crying at this point. It's amazing. We haven't even prayed for her, right? We haven't prayed for her at all. Look there. You just, she's swaying back and forth. You see that? Yeah, Kim, she's swaying back and forth there, right? We haven't prayed for her. What's happening is the Holy Spirit's actually beginning to kind of manifest around the room a little bit. So, Kim, would you go ahead and stand up as well? And here's what we're going to do. Now this is where it becomes a little more interactive, okay? Actually, Gal in the gray there, too. You're one, two, three, fourth row back. Yeah, would you go ahead and stand up? The Holy Spirit's coming on you, too. I don't know if you know that that's what that is, but that, that was him. Um, can, can, if you're within, like, arm's reach of these people here... Now we're all going to get a little bit more involved. Ooh, that's good, man. Keep taking that. <laughs> um, I want you to stand up, and I want you to put your hands on, on these people, and we're going to do the same thing that you saw me doing, okay? We're just going to invite more of the Holy Spirit's presence to begin to touch them and to begin to fill them and fall upon them. So, Holy Spirit, we just invite you. I'll pray kind of a general thing, but then I want you guys to add your words spoken through faith, Okay? I I pointed out that's the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. Now you get to add words spoken through faith. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come. Touch your sons and your daughters. We bless them. Let your kingdom come, Lord. More Holy Spirit. Now, here's, here's what I want you guys to do. One by one, I want you to pray loud enough that I could hear it from here. Okay? If you're trying to hide your words from people, I promise you they're not spoken through faith. Okay? Paul said in a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. You don't have to yell, but let's at least not hide it either. Okay? So one by one, just say more of your presence, Holy Spirit. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. More, God. More, Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Okay. I don't know his name here. 
But the Holy Spirit's totally coming upon you. You guys probably couldn't see it. You're either tired and falling asleep, which could be what's happening. I don't think is what's happening. Um, I looked over. His eyes were closed, and his attention was not here in the room. And that's often what happens is actually attention is the first thing that gets pulled up to engage with the Lord. And it's almost like that version of when you're having a conversation and someone like is on their phone and you're like, come on, hello, <laughs> be with me here. Well, it's kind of like that, except he's with the Lord instead. In fact, she's in the same place right now. I don't know if you guys can see that. But, but would both of you go ahead and stand up? Yeah. And you guys get to be the next ministry targets over here. So if you're, if you're within reaching distance, get your hand out on them. And we're just going to do the same thing that you saw me here. More Holy Spirit. And you guys just stay open and receptive to what God is doing. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. More of your Holy Spirit. Yeah. I just, I bless you. Do you do, do, you do anything like um, music or worship or anything like that? Mm-hmm. What do you do? I'm- I, I do it at home. <laughs> I sure. Don't know. Do you do you play? Do you sing? I sing. <laughs> you sing. Yeah. This is a worship thing that's coming upon you. I just bless that. I bless the um, presence of God in worship um, to continue to meet you and to rest upon you. And this is a um, this is a blessing of the presence of the Lord upon you. Um, I believe he he loves the purity of your heart. I lo- believe he loves the way you love to meet him in the secret place. And Lord, I just ask for more of your presence, more of your glory to rest upon her. More of your glory to rest upon her. That's good. Now, as you pray, guys, keep your eyes open and be paying attention to who you're praying for. Because we're looking for that hovering presence of the Holy Spirit. I know it's weird to pray this way. This really broke my head as a Baptist to learn. Please do it. Yes. Um, this was really difficult for me to kind of get out of the habit. But go ahead and try and keep your eyes open. Yeah, there's a real presence that's hovering over him right now. I just bless that. I bless the empowering that's coming upon you right now. Yeah, I bless the empowering that's coming upon you. Yeah, there it is. Let it come. More, Lord. More on him, God. More on him, God. More, 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 more. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's dreams God's been putting in your heart, things to do with him. And the Lord has given you the, the empowering right now to kind of chase those things. And we just bless that. Lord, we release it. We release it in Jesus' name. Yeah, let power come. Let power come, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Good. You guys are doing so good. You're doing so good. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. That's that's really good right there. The Lord is like way touching her. That's so good. That's so good. Okay, so in the back there, this circle here, the um, in the yellow shirt, the Lord is beginning to come upon him. Um, and I can see it just kind of an vantage point because I'm looking. But as he's praying, he's actually kind of getting pulled into something with the Lord as well. So what I want you guys to do is to break into two groups. Half of you guys keep praying for her. You're not done yet. This is really good. The Lord's really doing something really good with you. But then half of you guys pray for the guy in the, in the yellow there, too, because the Holy Spirit's kind of hopping around. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to follow him. Okay? Good. Good, good, good. Oh, man, this is good. Who should come pray for him? Someone should pray for him. There's a, there's a real empowering happening there, which is exciting. Yeah, more Holy Spirit. I just bless you. More Holy Spirit. 
Um, Doug, how hard would it be for you to put in just some light background music to help people not be self-conscious? <laughs> Thanks, bro. It's amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Lord's beginning to come on you right now. Can you feel that? Yeah, go ahead and stand up. Go ahead and stand up. She is barely holding back those tears as the Lord comes upon her. So would you five just kind of jump in? Lord, we bless what you're doing right now. Yeah. And try not to close it down because this is the Lord. I know it's emotional, but that's okay. We bless what you're doing, Holy Spirit. We ask for your touch upon her, for your presence to come, Lord, more. More, 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 more. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And, and you three in the back there, why don't you swing around here so you can see her as you pray. That's, that's really valuable. Go for it, guys. Pray for more of the presence of the Holy Spirit. More of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. So just kind of keep guiding a few things back here. The guy in the end of the blue flowery shirt, there, yeah, look at him, look at him. He was gone, okay? He's, he's toast right now. So maybe two of you guys break off and pray for him. And then I actually saw the same thing with this gal with the, the kind of white overalls. The Lord is beginning to is it kind of come upon you as well, yeah? So it's good to keep praying for any of these, you know. But as the Lord's kind of moving through the group, he likes to leapfrog. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to kind of follow him as he does. And so, yeah, a couple of you guys break off and pray. And when you're done, you should jump in and be praying too. I don't know his name, but you can. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you pray for him too? Get on it. Get in the action. Get in the action. You ladies want to come help? Why don't you, why don't you pray for her? Yeah, there's something really good happening there. There's definitely something really good going down there. Remember, one at a time, pray prayers that the people around you can hear. I'm I'm hearing whispering right now. (laughs) Good job, guys. Amazing. Well done. Can you two guys come help me pray for him? you're doing, God, all across this room right now. Your kingdom is coming, Lord. You are releasing healing and breakthrough and wholeness, God. Yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah, I just, I just bless you. I just see the Lord like breaking, breaking loose stuff that's held you back. He's breaking loose stuff that's held you back. And we just say, be freed from that stuff in the name of Jesus Christ. Every chain will be broken. And I just bless you to run into your destiny unhindered, girl. To run into it unhindered. Lord, we break every we break every lie that the enemy has spoken over her that she's less. We just say that's not true. 
That's not true. We bless you in Jesus' name. Bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More of your presence, God. More of your presence, Lord. Thank you, God. invite you to be godding to be godding in this place Lord as you do in heaven Lord disrupt stuff that needs to be disrupted God break off stuff that needs to be broken heal stuff that needs to be healed Lord we thank you thank you Lord bless you Lord bless you Lord Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you. I release the power. Yeah. Let the power flow, God. Let the power flow. In Jesus' name, we open up these hands, Lord. We open up this mouth, Lord. Let power, 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 power flow, Lord. Jesus' name, I bless your words to bring people into the kingdom. I bless your words to bring people into the kingdom. I see evangelism growing on you. And Lord, we just ask for more. Lord, we ask for more. Give him eyes to see who's right, Lord. Give him eyes to see um, who's ready to be reaped, Lord. And I ask for great insight and great power. Great insight and great power, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're you're in one of these groups and you're not kind of getting swept up into something, then look around because the Lord's kind of hopping all across the room right now. And some of you guys might need to stop praying for one person and say, now it's your turn to pray. You get to help me pray for this other person. So, so keep your eyes open. Yeah, look around. The Lord's... On, on her right there. Yeah, pray for her on the end. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More on my brother here, God. More Holy Spirit. Yeah, just bless the spirit of worship that's on you, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, God. Bless you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just bless you, friend. You've got, I feel like you've got a heritage of the things of the faith. Um, 
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. You guys are doing so good. You're doing so good. Keep your eyes open. Keep engaged. Yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, God. Holy Spirit presence is happening in this room right now, and that is the perfect time to pray for all kinds of things. And so um, I sense just kind of a bit of an atmosphere change towards healing. And so I'm going to I'm going to call out a few words of knowledge. And um, if there's someone who has any of these, I'd like to to do some healing. And if someone else gets a word of knowledge, come tell me because this doesn't have to be flowing through me by any means. Um, but I feel like somebody has chronic headaches. I don't know if they're migraines, but they're chronic headaches. Um, that I see kind of... You and you? Okay, can... can three? If <laughs> It's not that uncommon, you know, so that's uh, it's not super surprising. Um, can we get a few people to pray for each of the people with the chronic headaches? And this is one of those things, again... We don't have to make it complicated. She has them too? Okay. Um, don't make it complicated. The hovering presence of the Holy Spirit has identified these people through a word of knowledge. So the hovering presence of the Holy Spirit is here. We're just adding words spoken through faith. So things like, I command the chronic headaches to go in Jesus' name. That'd be a great prayer. Or something like that. Speak words in faith as if what you're going to say happens. Okay, that's the ticket. Speak words in faith as if what you're going to say happens. And so let's get at least two people on each person who's praying. I know Kim needs a second one there. And then you said Rachel has this. Why don't you hop back there? And if somebody can go with Jose to pray for Rachel back there, she's already on, on duty. But we want to pray for her as well. That's good. That's good. Um, okay, another thing. Carpal tunnel. Does somebody have carpal tunnel in here? Who's that? Carpal tunnel here? Okay, pray for her on the carpal tunnel. Anybody else? You've got that too? Yeah, can we... One of you guys jump in on that. Yeah, let's pray for for the carpal tunnel thing. You, That's you as well? Is that... Maybe yes, maybe no? Okay, pray for her with the carpal tunnel thing here too. And Lord, we bless that calf muscle right now. Lord, we release healing in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Um, kind of an interesting cluster of things. Does anybody have um, 
Is that neuropathy when you've got numbness or tingling on the bottom of your feet? I think that's neuropathy, right? You've got that too? Pray for that as well. And did I see someone over here? Did someone over here? You've got neuropathy? Let's, let's pray about... Let's pray about the neuropathy too, okay? Lord, we just bless and release your healing, Lord, across this room for chronic headaches, God, um, for neuropathy, God, for carpal tunnel, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless, we bless, we bless your healing to flow. We bless your healing to flow, God. Jesus' name. Yeah. There it is. Jesus' name, let healing come right now. Lord, we break every attack of the enemy, Lord. The ways he's trying to bind these things onto us. Lord, we break that off in the name of Jesus. And we just bless healing to flow right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Now, if you've got the, the carpal tunnel or the neuropathy, or go ahead and try and move around and see if it feels any different. Usually, the healing comes as we try and check it out. So don't take too long praying. Check it out. See how it's feeling and check in with the people around you. Let them know if it's somewhat better, not better, all the way better. It's okay wherever it is. We're looking for mustard seeds, so don't get caught up on whether it's everything immediately or not. That's fine. But check in. Let them know where they're at. I never pray less than three times for someone. So check in. See where it's at. And unless it's gone, pray again. Jump in.
Holy Spirit. So you guys should pray for, for him there in the in the white. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, you guys pray for him. He, thank you, Lord. Okay. How we how are we doing with any of the healing things? Has anything happened? No no pressure, no performance pressure, none of that is happening. But if something's happened, it would be cool to share it. So did anybody have anything happen? Anybody want to share anything? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Wow. Massive improvement in the shoulder. Come on. Yeah. Come on. High five that baby. Yes. What's going on here? Your neck was locked up. For months? Wow. Come on, Jesus. Lord, thank you. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Months? That's crazy. Lord, bring in the last 25%. Lord, thank you, God. What else? Any, anything else going on here? The Lord is touching. The Lord is healing. This is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If, if you're praying for healing and it's being stubborn, I'm going to do something really weird. I'm going to suggest come pray right over here. These two guys literally both just got healed of significant things, which is awesome. Um, so that's really good. I think that means the angel or whatever is comfortable over here. And I'm actually not even joking. Like, if you're praying for healing, come over here. Because he's warmed up, or however that works. I don't know, but I know it works. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. There we go. thing. I know there's some prayer that's still happening here. Um, I actually sense that for for many of us who aren't actively involved with prayer right now, I just want to make a space and take like a few minutes because I actually feel like the Lord wants to say something directly to many of us in this room, if that makes sense. He's been touching a lot of us in a lot of ways, but I feel like that. I feel like, you know, he has some real personal messages for each of you. Um, so here's what I want to do. If you're not involved with a prayer thing, would you just take a seat and get comfortable? And we're going we're gonna to kind of conclude here by taking just a few minutes, inviting the Lord to say whatever he wants to say about all of this tonight. <laughs> Maybe he's touched you. Maybe you've been able to pray and see someone else touch. Uh, you know, maybe you're new to all of this and totally freaked out. You know, wherever you are in any of that. Um, I just, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to each of us. And so, Spirit of God, I thank you for the way 
that you've met us in this place. I thank you that you see and you know and you love each of us so personally, so individually. And I ask, Lord, that whatever it is that you've got for us right now, we just want to say we're listening, God. We want to hear you speak. We invite your voice. Come, speak to us. Speak to us right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. to be in a room where God's in it, isn't it? I love it. I love it. Okay, so here's here's what I, last last thing. Some of, some of us here, maybe it's even what God just said to us here, maybe it's something God did in the last 40 minutes or whatever it's been. But some of us today was a significant thing. Whether it was we experienced something significant, maybe God just told us something significant right there. And God does different things and different rhythms in, in our lives, so it's probably not really significant for every single one of us today. That's okay. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Um, but for some people, something significant happens today. And if that's you, here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to just be brave and ask someone near you to just pray for you about what God did, to just bless it. Whether it was what he said, some of you guys, I think the Lord said things that unlocked and healed things that were really important. Some of us, I think God actually kind of gave us some new marching orders. He said, hey, this is, this is where we're headed now, and let's, let's take this hill. Um, some of us, it was just the Lord touched us directly in, in whatever way. Maybe we got healed or we got prayed for, and God kind of did something new that we never experienced, whatever it is. Um, or it could be something else. It doesn't have to be one of those three or four things or whatever. Um, but if it's a significant thing, it is a good thing to join with our brothers and sisters and say, God did something. I want to celebrate that. Would you just bless what God did in my life? And so if that's you, grab someone around you, do a two-minute prayer. Don't make a big deal of it. <laughs> but grab someone around you, do a two-minute prayer, and then I think that will be the perfect way for us to kind of wrap up tonight. So thanks so much, guys. This has been amazing. I've been thrilled to be able to be with you and uh, yeah. And-
grab someone, pray for them, or get prayed for, and hopefully I'll see you guys again not too long. Who knows?